Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Now, when you're looking for a friend, what is the key ingredient that you look for? Maybe it is friendliness, maybe it's kindness, maybe it's love. But I believe at the root of all friendships that are true friendships, all relationships that are real relationships, you're going to find this key ingredient of loyalty or what we'll refer to as faithfulness. Uh, in order to be friends, there has to be a faithfulness to one of another. And so that would be a key ingredient that we would look for in friendship. And as we come to our next fruit of the Spirit, we're going to look at that exact uh, characteristic or that exact moral quality, that of faithfulness. Now, when you hear the word faith, you hear that a lot within Christianity, right? Have faith in God, have faith in uh, the fact that he'll answer your prayer. We hear uh, faith for salvation. You need to have faith to live the Christian life. We hear Jesus talking about if you have faith just as the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, remove over there and the mountain will get up and move. So we see that faith is tossed around a lot within Christianity. And as we come to the fruit of the Spirit here in Galatians chapter 5, we're not talking about faith for salvation because we're this passage is written to believers. They already possess the faith for salvation. So what is it talking here? It's talking about the faithfulness you and I would have towards others. It's talking about the moral quality of faithfulness. Uh, one writer said this, in this passage, it does not refer here to faith exercised by the saint, but to faithfulness as produced in the life of the yielded Christian by the Holy Spirit. So when you hear the word faithfulness, what does that mean to you? How would you describe it? I mean, we've already said loyalty would be a great word to uh, define it with. Reliable, maybe trustworthy, consistent or constant. Uh, maybe somebody would be there for you regardless of the positive or the negative. Uh, honesty would be there. Uh, there would be a firm adherence to a person or a party or a belief or whatever it is with which you're united to. Now, where does our faithfulness come from? Well, can I say this? Faithfulness is one of God's attributes. What do I mean by that? We're talking about how what God is like, his characteristics when we say the word attribute. And in scripture, the Bible tells us that God is love. So God doesn't just love God's very essence of who he is, is love. Now, when we come to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 9, Scripture also tells us another attribute of God here. It begins by saying this, God is faithful, by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So this is something that God is. It's not just something that God does. It's his very essence or being that God is faithful, just like he is love. And what does that mean? It means God can be trusted 99.9% of the time. No, that's wrong. He can be trusted 100% at all times in any situation, and that will never change. I love how the attributes of God are interconnected. We learn from Scripture that God cannot change. And as the fact that God cannot change, God's love for you cannot change. And since God cannot change, God can be faithful. His faithfulness will not change to you. What is it that we can trust about God? Well, obviously, if we can trust God, we can trust his word. 
God's word is not going to let us down. God's word is faithful completely through. God's promises to us are faithful. They will not change. God's other attributes of love will be faithful. His goodness, his justice, his mercy, those things we can trust about God. Think about the natural laws of our universe. The fact that you can do science. The fact that you're sitting in a chair or driving your car or standing on a floor right now is because of the natural law of gravity. Because God is faithful, that law does not change. The fact that the sun comes up every morning and provides heat and provides the the light that's needed for plants to, to grow and to produce food and so forth. The fact that if you love mathematics, the way numbers and all these things work, these are natural laws in our universe. And it's because of God's faithfulness that these laws are 100% trustworthy. And because of God's faithfulness, that's why scientists can even do science. That's why they can conduct, can conduct science experiments and re- record accurate results. As we think about the trustworthiness and the faithfulness of God, there was no one more trustworthy than Jesus. Think just for a moment about being his disciple. We talk about friendship and wanting friends and wanting people that'll go through thick and thin with us, you know, ride or die type of people that won't let us down. Now, if you were one of the 12 of Jesus, you would have someone there that would never, ever let you down. Jesus would be a man of his word 100% of the time. He could be trusted all the way through what he said, what he did. Imagine having friends like that. I mean, we're all searching for that type of friend, and few of us are fortunate to find someone like that. But can I say this? This is the same Jesus that you serve. This is who your friend is. He tells us in John chapter 15, you are my friends. He said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He says, I call you friends. What an intimate connection and relationship we have with Jesus Christ. But knowing that he is a hundred percent faithful, every word and every promise you can count on no matter what you have done or not done. No matter where you are, no matter what is going on, all the time you can count on God being faithful to you. Now, as we think about faithfulness, we think about it in two directions. The first one would be faithfulness towards God, and the second one would be faithfulness faithfulness towards people. I mean, I think we understand we're faithful to God because he is faithful to us. It's the least we can do for what he's done for us. But as we think about faithfulness towards people, and I think that's where this... uh, fruit of the Spirit really comes out because as we live in the fruit of the Spirit, it is to be outward actions that interact with people, that people will see. They'll see God in us. And so we're faithful to others because God is faithful to us. Now, let me ask you this. Do you find it hard to find people that are faithful? Is it easy to find people that way, or is it kind of hard when you think about that? I asked that recently, and majority of the people said, no, it's hard to find people that are truly faithful or reliable, whether that be a co-worker, whether it's a friend, whether it's a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, people in church, or whatever. Now, why is it so hard to find people that are faithful? Well, one, we understand we're all sinners, We're not perfect. 
even in our best intentions, we're going to let people down at times. And I think sometimes maybe our expectations are high, especially within Christian circles, within your church, within your friend group, your Bible study, whatever, because you are a Christian. You should not let me down. You should be faithful because that is a moral quality that you should possess. And can I say, when we first began uh, traveling around, uh, doing ministry and uh, as missionaries and talking to Christian leaders and other Christians across the country, really, um, I think I had unrealistic expectations that I had placed on people. You say, what do you mean? Well, I had come, I didn't grow up in church, and so I had come through the world and the workforce, and I saw people who did uh, ethical business, and saw, I saw many people who did unethical business, just trying to do whatever they could to get ahead, to get a... a a higher dollar to get more profit, whatever it is. And so I saw tons of that. And I understood that I come to expect that. But when I got into Christianity, into ministry, I thought that sh- will not happen here. There's no way that, you know, somebody's going to let me down as a pastor or a Christian leader or a person. And I began to see real quick that I was beginning to get let down by people, uh, you know, that hold leadership positions. Now, what was that? They're human, just like you are. You know, we want people to be faithful, but we need to ask the question, am I always faithful to everyone else? And sometimes we're not faithful just unintentionally. Sometimes it's by intention because we have a character flaw there, and it is the sin nature. And that's why we need the fruit of the Spirit of faithfulness, because you and I are going to struggle with it. You and I are going to have a hard time with it. When it comes to someone who's reliable I would rather hire as an employer someone without any experience but is reliable over someone fully qualified but unreliable. Why is that? Because it's hard to teach reliability. That is something that is in someone. That is something that is a character trait that they already possess. Doesn't mean someone can't learn it. Doesn't mean someone can't change. But that's one of those in, embedded deep character traits that comes out. And so I will very quickly teach or train someone with no experience about the job, but it's hard for me to train someone to be faithful, to be reliable. When we're saying someone's faithful, what do we mean? It means you're a person of your word. We all should be a person of our word. It means we can be counted on in the good times, but also in the hard times. It means the big things and the small things. It means you putting others before yourself. You see, faithfulness is a strong character trait that people like because it says so much about who you are as a person. Again, it speaks volumes to other people. So why do we need help from the Holy Spirit to be faithful? Because you have a sin nature and I have a sin nature. And many times faithfulness can cost you something. It may cost you your time. It may cost you uh, your reputation to stand. It It can cost you all different types of things. To stand faithful, it even could cost you your job. You're going to stand faithful to Jesus. It could cost you uh, your, your, your career. It could cost you the promotion. It could cost you whatever you may receive. But I think as we finish off this episode, I think there's one question that I want to ask myself and I want to ask you. As we think about faithfulness, if you were to stand before God right now, And he was to ask or answer, should I say, about how faithful you are to him. Just how faithful are you to God at this very moment? Would he say that, hey, Gene, 
or Bob or Leslie or Rachel or whoever it is. She is faithful. He is faithful. Or would God say, ah, they sort of are. They were at one time, but they're not anymore. Like, what would God say about you and your faithfulness to him? Because he's already demonstrated his faithfulness to us. And he calls you and I to be faithful followers of him. He said, nobody's fit for the kingdom that puts their hands to the plow and begins to look back. That is an unfaithful follower. They, they kind of uh, committed quickly and they said, yes, I want to, but they're looking back. They're looking back to see what else may be there. And that is not faithfulness. So if you stood before God right now, how loyal to him are you at this moment? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.